Glad you could join us for another episode of Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagonblast. I don't know if anyone has actually collected this information, but I think if you took Cranford per capita, we have more people who have been traffic reporters from Cranford than any other community in the United <laughs> States. Um, of course, I was a traffic reporter for many years. Tom Kaminsky on WCBS lives in Cranford. Uh, Dave Ullman, who worked at Metro Traffic for a number of years, also lives in Cranford. And my guest today on the podcast grew up in Cranford, Don Smith. Don, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thank you, Bernie. Thanks for uh, thanks for the invite. Pleasure to be with you here today. Just mentioned in the intro that you have been a traffic reporter, and I think that's probably what a lot of people maybe know you best for. But that was not the first thing you did in front of a camera or behind a microphone. I guess TV 35 was one of your early experiences as far as doing some on-camera work. Is that correct? It is, yeah. Uh, TV 35 was kind of the foundation, really, for um, pretty much everything I've done in the last 25 years in broadcasting. Uh, so anybody out there looking to volunteer at a local access station, please do so, because it, <laughs> it certainly can, can you know, provide some uh, good uh, rewards in the long run. So the way I got started was is that back in the day and age myself either, but uh, Suburban Cablevision had TV3 and that mm -hmm. also provided some fairly top talent as well. Matt Lachlan, Bob Lee, Bob Lee from Seton Hall, as you are, as I am as well, Seton Hall Pirate graduates was really like, you know, one of the only places that you could get local information in this section of New Jersey, really, especially mm -hmm. for Cranford and other communities in Garwood and Westfield and so forth. So um, they always did a lot of local programming and a lot and the programming that they did where what I got involved with was uh, sports. So mm -hmm. they had a an advertisement for volunteer announcers, which I don't think you probably even see today, but <laughs> back in 1994, that was that was what it was. So so I said, well, why not? You know, after going going to Seton Hall, I was in the band and I was always had a front row seat to the broadcast table along mm -hmm. the one side, obviously seeing uh, the CBS uh, folks there and uh, Raftery and Jim Nance and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, that's not a bad way to make a living, you know, getting paid to go to a basketball <laughs> game, right, to, to, you know, to announce a game. So I applied for that and they accepted me and the whole thing. So then we started doing local basketball games high school basketball games. And then I moved on to high school football was doing play by play for them. I knew the, uh, you know, the late great Jack Duffy, mm -hmm. my parents knew him. And I also kind of knew him, met him a few different times and Ed Davenport as well. I, I had known of the name and so forth. I've seen him, but didn't really know him personally. Again, this is about 1995 or so. Mm -hmm. My mother said, well, why don't you just go down and see what it's all about? So I went down did the same thing, started to get involved. And, you know, you, you've been with 35 a long time as well. So getting involved and doing like all the stuff, you know, the cameras and all that kind of stuff. So that's how the, the TV end of things kind of get started and, and in with TV 35. And then it snowballed from there into doing the total sports where I interviewed the high school kids and the coaches after the season. I had that show for about seven years. And then uh, Comcast bought out TV three and then they shut that down. So then that part of it went away. News 12 had an advertisement for the Traffic and Weather Channel. They had it on the air since 1998. And then what they were doing was they were using the, the folks in Metro as the reporters. 
Cablevision decided they wanted to bring everything in house. Mm-hmm. So they built the facility out in Woodbury, Long Island, and they had a mass classified ad or whatever, looking for people to get into TV and that kind of thing or whatever. So I set myself in and thankfully they, they looked at the stuff I was doing from TV 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was what got me the job really is the mm-hmm. the work from 35. And basically all it was, was traffic and weather every two minutes. That was the whole premise of the channel mm-hmm. uh, with like a minute of commercials in between. And uh, it was visual, you know, we had the traffic cameras, we had the traffic maps, um, and it was basically just a, really a voiceover. It was really a radio show on TV. That's what our bosses called it at the time. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were we were actually on camera for a short amount of time. If for some reason they pulled the plug on that after about six months. So then we went back to the normal way of doing the radio show. So towards the end of the run for traffic and weather, which ended in 2013 in the form that I was associated with. So that's how I got my feet into, into traffic was that avenue for News 12. And that was about 12 and a half years or so there. And then I was always filling it at News 12, New Jersey throughout that entire stretch for the morning show. I was always the kind of the, one of the backups there. Mm-hmm. And then um, after they changed the formats in 2013, I went over to New York One and was doing traffic for them. So I was doing on-camera traffic for about about two and a half years or so. And then um, the job here in New Jersey opened up full-time. So then um, I had that from, I think it was like 2016 or so up to 2021, almost a little over 20 years doing traffic. And again, I've always been someone who's always been in the cars and you know transportation. My father worked in the airline industry for 40 plus years. So you know it's, it, it's in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my brother, you know, works for New Jersey Transit now, mm-hmm. so he's in the business. I want to go back to those TV three days. You mentioned you went to Seton Hall, which, by the way, you had a degree in accounting. So you I weren't did. necessarily thinking broadcasting, I guess, when you were in school, were you? I was not. No. And, and somehow I ended up over at SOU. Mm-hmm. As a, Which like, is the college the, radio station, by the way, for anyone who's wondering. Yes, that's right. WSOU, Seton Hall, Pirate Radio. But I was never on the air. I didn't get involved. I only just went for a tour of of the facility. That was my one and only situation getting into any kind of broadcasting um, throughout the college days. And, you know, other than, you know, just seeing what the facility looked like, that was really about it. And then, like I mentioned earlier, you know, what I saw from the, the folks at CBS and ESPN and during the uh, basketball games. I would, I would get to see the gear. I get to see the setup, you know, the monitors and the TV and the, uh, the headsets and the gear and all that kind of thing. So, and that, I guess this kind of just sparked it. I find that interesting that you weren't involved with college radio. You mentioned a couple of other mm-hmm. colleagues. Uh, well, right. they were former colleagues because they had yep. gone on at, by the time I think you had joined TV3, but yes. Bob Lee and Matt Lachlan, who right. also were from Seton Hall and who had worked at WSAU. In fact, they were classmates of mine when I was a, a oh, student okay. myself. They had the experience of doing sports at WSOU before they yeah. got that first job at TV3. Right. So for you, TV3 was kind of learning on the job, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. But it was really Paul Spahala, who mm-hmm. for a long time was the uh, PA announcer for the Summers of Patriots. So I, I work with him extensively. So he kind of, you know, showed me the ropes as far as doing the studio shows for uh, the high school sports. 
So mm-hmm. it definitely was all on the job training. Like there was no, you know, kind of just thrown right in, right into the fire. You know, I guess maybe it was just my interest in it that kind of kept me going. And, uh, you know, I just, I always thought to myself that, you know, this is, this is really a good way to make a living if you could do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, seeing Raffery and Nance and whatever, and, you know, these guys are getting paid to sit and watch a basketball game. Yeah. Well, like obviously that. there's more that the prep sure. work they have to do and right. all that ahead of, of course, time, but yeah. still it's, yeah. it can be a lot of fun. Needless to That's say. That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. And you know, I've told so many people, you know, in my life over the last 25 years of doing TV and radio and stuff, I've never really had a job, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you watch Seinfeld and, you know, he's like, I never had a job, you know, I've been a comedian. It's like, I don't know what it is to work at an office and whatever. Well, you talk about TV 35, you you yeah. had to leave it while you were doing News 12, but you're Correct. back now doing some stuff on TV 35. What are you doing in TV 35 these days? Yeah, from time to time, I'll do some uh, some on-camera stuff for uh, for Eddie and Chris, you know, just some interviews and, and things like that. Uh, doing some editing work as well, a little behind the scenes. Still involved, and next year it'll be 30 years for, wow. for me with TV 35. Yeah, it's been a long time and uh you know i've seen so many iterations of tv 35 and it's you know it's been it's amazing to see how far 35 has come and how much of a valuable resource it has been to the cranford community mm-hmm. over the last 30 it was 1986 so almost, almost 40. 40 years yeah i had some uh video of the tv 35 bulletin board and it was just like kind of a scrolling thing of of text that would, mm-hmm. you know, and it would show the high school lunch menu mm-hmm. <laughs> and the school <laughs> menus at uh, Hillside and Orange. And um, the uh, but just to see how far it's come from from that point and, you know, how much, you know, how much, you know, kind of blood, sweat and tears that, you know, the late Jack Duffy and Ed put in Ron Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, you know, helping Ed and whatever and, you know, the technical end of things and a lot of different productions and Betsy and Sue Heck and I mean, Kevin Callahan, who came through T- uh, TV 35, who's, you know, I don't know what his title is. He's either VP or president or something of engineering for Fox Sports. I mean, like he's in charge of like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, and Eugene Kobliska, who's been with TV 35 longer than me. And he's probably 10 years younger than me. So, I mean, he started when he was in seventh grade, I think, is what uh, I think what Ed says. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, TV 35 has been there through through it all. I'm sure, you know, folks have been tuning in now. They have the YouTube platform, which has expanded the reach of TV 35 exponentially. And we've certainly seen that through the football season. Mm-hmm. A lot of family members of the, you know, grandkids or whatever, watching from wherever, Florida or West Coast, that kind of thing. They're able to see the grandkids play football, which is, you know, fantastic. You know, who'd ever thought that would have been something that TV sure. 35 could have done. Well, let me wrap up by talking yeah, sure. about something that you're doing now that's unique mm-hmm. with a, you speaking of YouTube, it's on a, f- a few different streaming platforms such as YouTube, but a morning traffic report. Tell us about that. Sure. Uh, so I've always had this idea and I, and I, and I will have to give some or most of the credit to another former colleague and you are friends with the great Jeff Jensen, mm-hmm. who's been doing traffic 
twice as long as I have. He's been doing this forever. We always had a conversation saying that there should be somebody, something on radio, almost like a morning show, but for just traffic. I don't want to say more like that Z Morning Zoo, Scott Shannon type program, but something like that. You know, I mean, he has a big radio background and he said, oh, it should just be for traffic. You know, you get people to call in with incidents and whatever, and you kind of have them on the line and whatever. I said, yeah, that'd be an interesting idea. So after a couple of changes over the last couple of years and whatnot, I decided, well, you know, the YouTube platform is there. I watched enough YouTube to, to say that I probably should be on it because I'm watching so much of it. <laughs> so I might as well join join in with everyone else and decided to start the Tri-State Traffic Show. So it's a live traffic program. It had been Monday through Friday, but now I'm picking up some other work and so forth. It's becoming a little more challenging uh, to do it five days a week, but it's a live traffic show. It's on YouTube from 7.30 in the morning till about 9. And quite honestly, be brutally honest with you, it's just a matter of when I can get up <laughs> to start the show. <laughs> Trust me, folks, it's not the way to run a YouTube channel. I am doing everything <laughs> to not grow subscriber growth in every way possible, but it's just kind of the blunt reality of it all. But uh, again, it's just a, it's a live traffic show for the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Uh, I show the traffic cameras, I show the the maps and so forth. And it's really just a conversation for an hour, hour and a half, two hours in some cases, if it's really busy. You know, I, at times I get some decent feedback. You know, we have a chat room and so forth and people post up stuff. And sometimes we, you know, we take it to other conversations, either sports or entertainment or whatever is going on. And then I have the weather from uh, our friends over at Rutgers, the weather watcher group. John Rocco, I call my chief meteorologist in training because he's been fantastic. So he's the president of the Weather Watchers group, and it's a bunch of students that are studying to become meteorologists. And they do uh, twice a day, they do forecasts for the Rutgers campus. Mm -hmm. So and they put them up on YouTube. So I reached out to him because I've known him from the news 12 days. So he sends me the forecast the night before, and then we put them on as well. So I get a full weather forecast from the students. So it gives them an opportunity to kind of be on TV and gives them a little something to whatever. So, uh, so yeah, so that's the Tri-State Traffic Show on YouTube. You just go to type in Tri-State Traffic Show or the handles at Tri-State Traffic Show. That's where you'll find us on, uh, on YouTube. And the medium is so different than I think from what your career has been in radio and mine with TV and now radio as well. We'll mention that in a minute. It's the real-time feedback is that's what changes everything. You know, I can see in real time how many people are watching and with the chat room and people are commenting in real time as you're doing it. And that's something I've never experienced on the TV end of things because we never really had a chat room. So mm -hmm. I find that dynamic is really interesting. It's it's yeah. a lot of fun to doing that part of it. You're doing radio now? I am. Yes. So just started uh, about two weeks ago on WCBS uh, 880 News. Um, so I'm filling in doing traffic there, uh, filled in a couple of shifts for the uh, great Jim Feldman and also the legend Tom Kaminsky from Cranford filled in for him uh, last Friday as he was cheering on his Mets at the home opener last Friday. So he was doing traffic from from the plaza out there at City Field. So I have to listen on a weekend right now. It's just a couple Saturdays. I'll be on this Saturday or a Saturday coming up throughout uh, the month of May as well. And uh, I'm also uh, here in uh, Clark as well, 
uh, for TV 36, doing a, doing some work here as well with their channel. So still keeping my toes in the local access stuff, which is great. Well, this has been great. And oh, Don, before I go, yeah, I have to say what I just said. Oh, Don. Yeah. Some people will, will know that. Tell us what what's the backstory of Odon. All right. So the whole Odon thing. Now, again, I'm I'm in no way, shape, or form at any age to remember, but something with Jack Benny or whatever. I guess he had a, a sidekick or something or whatever, and they would say Odon in some capacity. Now that's not really where the genesis of this all started. So this started at News 12 in New Jersey. The great Kurt Sieglin, still great friends with him to this day. I was filling for traffic and Again, when you fill in and you're not there on a regular basis, you, it gets tough to kind of, I wouldn't say tough, but it it's a challenge at times to not to fit in with the rest of the group, but you're only there once. And then your next time you're there, you're not there three months later, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is that the chemistry goes on and so forth. So I was a little bit stiff in the early days on TV. So Kurt decided to come up with these horrible jokes that were... <laughs> you know, geared towards the, uh, you know, sixth graders over at Livingston. And we're just just like the worst jokes in the world. So he was trying to elicit some kind of a a reaction out of me, you know, whatever it is, trying to loosen me up, make me laugh, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So that's how that got started with just the jokes. And then he would introduce the joke by by saying, oh, Don. And that was the cue. (laughs) <laughs> get me into the joke so i knew it was coming and then you know it, it really worked out and i i thank him immensely for for that um so that's kind of been been the moniker for uh going forward and still going forward so that's what people remember me for is the odon and and they love the the joke segments that he did and like this thing he got a joke book or whatever at one point and and it, we really had a lot of fun with it but i have to thank kurt siegelin for the o, odon that would that was all him. And as you can see on my Twitter handle, on my Instagram accounts is Odon. On my car, I have the license plate to say Odon. So uh so we're really getting a lot of mileage out of Curdo's Odon there. So hopefully he doesn't charge me a royalty after a certain point. But uh yeah, that's how the uh the Odon uh whole uh, phenomenon got started, Bernie. I guess you could cool. call it. <laughs> oh, very nice. Well, Don, I, I thank you so much for taking the time out Absolutely. to chat with me. Um it's Always nice talking with somebody who shares some of that traffic reporter DNA and and reminiscing about some of the uh, the challenges of it. But you know, you and I have a few things in common, not just traffic reporting, but TV thirty five. Growing up in Cranford, so yeah, I very much appreciate you coming on Cranford Radio and uh, talking with yeah. me today. Yeah, thanks, Marie. It's been a pleasure. You know, and Cranford's been really the you know the focus of so like you said, so many different careers in broadcasting. It, it really is just ironic that it all happened. You know, I, I don't know what the odds of, of all that are just either being in the traffic business or just being in broadcasting business. I mean, there's some other fairly big names in broadcasting and we'll keep them on the, on the private, just to give the secret location of the bad caves away for a lot, <laughs> a lot of the folks, but, uh, but Cranford, you know, has a lot of uh, individuals that are in broadcasting business and uh, you know, and Cranford is just a great town and, so many different resources that Cranford has. We have so many things that go on and, you know, it's just a community oriented community, really. Everybody kind of watches out for each other and the different neighborhoods and stuff. And um, so, which is, you know, fantastic. And I mean, Cranford, it's, it's the only one in the United States. So, I mean, we're, we're unique in that 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as you said, TV 35, you know, it's been around for almost 40 years and, and still, still going strong. So, uh, uh, so Cranford's been just, you know, just a wonderful place to grow up, live. And as all of us can attest to it, as you're a native of Cranford, as I am, I and Cranford high school graduates and stuff like that, you know, we all kind of stick together. We have that, um, bond in, in coming from Cranford and that, that uh, says a lot about the community and, Everybody that uh, that lives here, which is you know just a fantastic place. And again, I'm, it's my pleasure to join you on the podcast. I think you're doing a great job with the Cranford Radio. I know that's been a kind of a dream of yours to do something for the township in in a medium, a radio medium, which you've had so much experience in. And uh, I think it's just great getting out the uh, local information and the interviews with the the mayor and council and other public figures, which has been fantastic. And again, Bernie, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. Our guest on this episode of Cranford Radio has been Don Smith. Don, again, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, Bernie.